As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Baby mama, baby mama, baby, if you're pretty and you're baby mama, turn up. If you're pretty and you're sexy, let me see you turn up. You the mothers of the world, I call it. Hello and welcome to Everything Motherhood, uh, where we discuss everything to do with motherhood. I'm Nabifo Wamunga and I would like to welcome you if you're new and if you've been with us I'd like to thank you for listening. We don't take it for granted and you can catch us on our podcast on radiobasket.com or watch the video on our YouTube channel Everything Motherhood. Now last week we were speaking to a business lady. She's a mother and she's in business and she's the owner of an art cafe called Biso UG and we talk we talked about blending motherhood and entrepreneurship this week we have with us a very special guest. Uh, I've really tried to hunt her down and I'm so glad that I've succeeded in getting her. Her name is Harriet Bampera Obo. Uh, currently, she's an HR consultant. However, her career started years ago in community development with the youth and she also worked in a rehabilitation center for, for street children and she's also worked with UNDP and she got into consulting as an employee and now she's an independent contractor. Welcome Harriet. Thank you Nabifo. And uh, I've known Harriet for quite some time as a very serious focused person of course with a hint of, of fun. <laughs> And, and flavor, but she's someone who I consider to be uh, one of my many mentors. So, welcome, Harriet. Thank you, Navifu. It's nice to be here, and thanks for the <laughs> kind words. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything I missed out in your illustrious <laughs> career, but I tried to cover the, the, the basic topics. She's also a leader in Rotary, which is very important. So she does have the heart, the humanitarian heart, which is very important. And we share roles within, within the Rotary fraternity. Now, Harriet, when did you first become a mother? I first became a mother before I biologically became a mother. 
uh, interesting. I was still in school and uh, I lost a sister-in-law and uh, somehow I, I, was in, I was in HEC at Eaza High School at the time and my sister-in-law passed on and my niece was there. We were living together. So in a home where there was a father and there was a little girl and uh, another little girl came along the way, I was like not only the big sister or the auntie, I kind of had to feel in as a mother. It just came. It just came. And I recall while my sister-in-law was passing on in hospital, at Insambia Hospital, I went and checked on her. I took off my day off, what were called uh, visitation, uh, it was called visitation day, I forget exactly what it was called, yeah, that day when we go home get past and come back like to, to school. So me, instead of going back home, I went to hospital to check on her. And I remember her looking at me when, and saying, Harriet, even if I die, I know who's going to look after my children. And I waited to hear, so that I can also know and inform the people, and nothing else came. So later along the way, it's like, okay, wake up call. I think this is what she meant. And uh, of course I finished school, went to university, finished school and uh, I got married uh, shortly after I left campus and immediately became a mother. Uh, so I've been a mother for the last 24 years. I should say biologically, but plus other years before I became a biological mother. Was, was there school. a difference when you were playing mother and when you actually became a mother, did you feel there was a, a big difference in that or was it just a continuation? For me, it was more like a continuation. I didn't see any really difference. And for a very long time, I always introduced my niece as my firstborn. And people got confused because we only had a few years in China, so they would look at her, they'd look at me, and they keep on wondering. I could see their eyes asking, when did she give birth to this girl? Mm -hmm. yeah. So for me, it was more like a continuation. And uh, uh, being that we had even lived in the same space with uh, mm -hmm. my niece previously, and now I was living in the same space with my children. So it was like a continuation for me. That's yeah, so it's like nice. motherhood has been most. I've, I've been a mother for most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, eh? but uh, it seems yeah. like yeah. And uh, how has has motherhood first of all impacted your your work life, and if so, how? Yes, uh, motherhood has impacted my work life. I I keep on saying that. Uh, if employers were going to look for the best people <laughs> to, to employ, you should employ mothers. Because motherhood teaches us a lot of things. It impacts on the way we appreciate a number of things. And if we take that into our workplace, if we take that into our workspace, we actually become better employers, we become better employees, we become better workers at what we do. So motherhood teaches you a number of things. Resilience, for example. Mm. understanding yeah. feeling for other people putting yourself in mm. the empathy exactly mm. empathy timekeeping all that you you mentioned earlier term structure and so on but motherhood teaches you those things you know I have to make time to do this mm. at this time and uh, ensure that I'm making time for other people it, it still has to be your own own space so we actually tend up to end up being very good team players in workplaces because we know what it means to share our space with other people. Mm -hmm. 
So for me, it has impacted positively, I should say. Uh, motherhood has impacted my work positively. It has made me a better professional. And uh, when you started your career, you were working for someone else. Mm -hmm. And currently, you're working for, for yourself. How, how has that been different when it comes to, to being a mother? Uh, when I started off working for several years ago, soon after, by the time I became a mother, I had gotten a job. I was employed and I switched into two, two, three more jobs. But while at my third, I would call it my third, third job, I, I worked uh, for a consultancy firm and I was employed there. And uh, it was a new because a colleague of mine I was working with previously under the UNDP program, had started a consultancy firm and invited me to work with him and actually gave me good guidance and mentorship and said, Harry, the way to go is to go private. Because uh, mm. all of us were trying to look for value in your contracts and mm. look for other programs that are available and say there's an opportunity here. There will be less money than what you're being paid mm. under this program, but gives you an opportunity to grow and plan for your future when it comes to, to the workspace. And... Uh, for me, that was uh, a very good opportunity, so I went for it. And consulting work, even in the work, but consulting work can be demanding. Yeah. You have a client, and they say, we need this at this time. We had a client at that time, and uh, that was Barclays Bank. And we needed to recruit over 500 staff, uh, sales staff, uh, for all their branches in Uganda. And I was the account holder for that assignment in this consultancy firm. And that meant volumes of work. Because for you to get 500 staff, you're dealing with thousands of, if not tens of thousands of uh, applications and so on. I know the processes that include uh, coming there to ensure that you follow through up to the time is zero down on the 500 is a lot of work. It was heavy. But of course, plus other work that was going on in there. So working overtime was normal. <laughs> it's funny to use the word normal. It was normal to work overtime. It was normal to work over the whole weekend. I had never worked f for several consecutive uh, days, uh, a number of weeks on Sundays. Mm -hmm. But we'd go and look on Sundays, you check it, there's something that needs to get done. You say, okay, let, you even go in your Sunday best and you say, let me go and work up to about 10 o'clock or 11, then dash to church. Mm -hmm. They would end up leaving the office at 4 5. <laughs> in our Sunday best, wow. but we stuck at our desks. So it was that demanding. It was... Uh, and this was while you were a mother? Yes, I was so a mother. How were you balancing this? Yeah, thing? it was tough, and uh, uh, I needed to do both and do them ably. So you try to balance, and uh, you get family backups somewhere, but sometimes it doesn't... Uh, work out that way uh, people are traveling people are not available and so on so a time came when I, I had to have some reality check even as a young professional very enthusiastic at what I was doing and loving it and at the same time in really loving being a mother and uh, that time I had uh, two biological 
children of my own uh, at that time and uh, relatively young. One was had it been checked in into school and one was in school. And there are times I would need to go pick up my baby from school and there's a report that needs to get done. You're leading a team of other people who are feeding into your work and then you have other people up there who are waiting for your work to feed into theirs to complete and be able to send feedback and to a client. So there are times when you had to push longer and uh, I, I had to talk to my school uh, my daughter's school teacher and explain to her my challenge and so she knew that anytime I could call her and say I'm going to be delayed and she you know what you do when you're a parent and mm. and you have children in school you make your children's teachers your best friends so she was not more she wasn't just like a teacher but she was more than a teacher she was like my friend and she was like the other mother mm. eh, for my baby while my baby's at school so I'd call her and i say please hold on, keep my baby until I'm going to live for another one hour, or I'm going to live for another two hours sometimes. And she says, okay, let me do, be doing my class plans here mm-hmm. as I wait for you. And by the times when she would call, I'd call her and she calls me, I said, how far have you come? And it actually comes at my desk. So there's this particular time and she's like, I'm sorry, I have to leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, okay, uh, let me try to get out of here as soon as I can. And she says that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I have to leave the baby at the gate, the gate man. Mm-hmm. Not because she was heartless, but she also mm-hmm. had an urgency at home to deal mm-hmm. with. And uh, what happened once, and uh, that, that first time I was just getting, mm-hmm. I, I was on the route and there was no traffic jam and I was about to get there, which was... I didn't really feel it, but this other particular time when she had to go and I had to still be at the office and uh, my baby was at the gate with the gate man. It's come to 8 p.m. And my MD and my head of HR are standing right there and they're saying, Harriet, we need to finish that report before you get out of here. And uh, I was like, no, I need to go pick my chair. That must have been, been tough. Yes, I need to go pick my child. I've crossed the teacher, she's held on, and she has had to go, and my baby is at the gate. And uh, uh, I was told if I step out of that place without finishing that report, I don't come back the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I knew, uh, I, I knew... I was good at what I was doing. I knew I was a resource for my company. At the same time, I knew I had a responsibility beyond that. So I said I'm going home, I picked my bag. I'm going to pick my baby, not going home, I'm going to school to pick my baby. But I knew that after I pick my child, get her home, I'm going to sit down at home. Putting about, because I knew I did only about two more hours to finalize putting everything together and to be ready by morning. So before I actually left and there was uh, insisting that I have to stay and so on, actually, I started crying. I found myself crying. I was crying and uh, before I could real cry, I was like, no, let me get out of here. I picked my bag and left and got into my car, drove right. <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> like I was, eh? 
Like I wasn't even thinking. So because I kept on imagining my baby girl is at the gate with a watchman. Yes. All sorts of things go through your mind. I'm thinking, yes. what if she gets raped? What if she gets abused? What? If she, what if, eh? So I park outside the car. I park, I park outside the gate. I run out of the car. Actually, I think I must have left the engine on running. I ran towards the gate crying. Mm-hmm. Eh? I don't even know why I didn't even park at the gate exactly. <laughs> I remember branching off back and jump out. And I find I this watchman watched something. The mother is running towards the baby crying. The baby is running towards the mother crying. And when I saw her crying, I was like, what has happened to her? What has happened to her? And I wanted to turn and tell the watchman, what has happened? But I didn't want to do that because I thought, he has been taking care of my baby. So in a nutshell, without going into too much detail, those were one of the moments of reality check. Wake up time. What do I want to do first? What's my priority? I had to, to think deeply as a young professional who is at the rise of my career and liking what I am doing, I have a role as a mother. And if I continue this way, this is what's likely to be. I didn't want to be an absent mother. I had tried previously in my other uh, uh, work, even before my other jobs, to ensure that I was a present mother, that mother who is at the concert when it's mm. called on, I'm at that sports then I'm cheering my baby, go, 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 and uh, uh, ensuring that I'm taking my baby to school and picking them up and talking to their teachers, engaging with them, having being at the school meetings, and I didn't want to see that go. And more so making time enough for them at home and on the road. So what I decided to do was to change how I was doing things. I said, I still want to do consulting work. I still want to do what I'm doing and I love it. But if I am employed, somebody will tell me, will dictate where and when I do what. Yes. So I was like, I can still do what I am doing, but I needed flexi time so that I know when I should be at the school gate to pick mm-hmm. my baby and when I need to be at my desk. So that's why I chose the path of getting into independent consulting. If there's anything I have done that I'm proud of and I say I have given it my best shot, I will tell you that probably I will not say that with confidence about my career path so far. I've done all the best I can do, but when it comes to making time to being a mother, that's when I know I have given it my very best. It comes first on top of my, my list and then my career and other things. Baby mama, 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 you kind of need a your wall. Uh, being a mother ended up changing the trajectory of your career. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I started doing what I was doing differently. Mm. I started to say, I need flexi time. Mm. And I knew I can only raise my children for a particular period. I'm not always going to raise them. They're always not going to be little kids. They are growing up. How many of us have left our children to be raised by house helps? Yeah. How many of us have left our children to be raised by the relatives that we live with? Yeah. It's not bad in the African kind of setting because the child is raised by a village. But you as a parent, how much time have you made to raise your own child? Those are the things that were crossing my mind at that point. I saying, I do not want my child to be raised by a maid. Actually, I will step back a little. 
the other wake up call, my youngest baby, I think she was about a couple of months at that time. The time I was hustling to ensure I'm picking up the other one from school in time. A couple of months, I remember go- leaving home very early because it would have to be very early to be traffic. You know, how traffic in Kampala mm. can be and uh, be at school in time and go to work in time. So I would leave my baby at home. And- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This particular time, I remember leaving home before she woke up, and I didn't want to wake her up. I went to work, we stayed late. I came back home, I found her sleeping. I woke up in the morning to leave and my baby was sleeping because I was leaving much yes. earlier. I came back in the evening. She was sleeping. And my baby was sleeping. I hadn't seen my child awake for two consecutive days. Mm. And of course I asked the maid, how has she been? How has it been the day you check on her? You want to see, is she breathing? Does she have a temperature? But that, those are the things that woke me up. I said, Harry, do I want to continue living a life like this? Do I want to see my baby awake once a week? Reality check. So those are the yeah. questions. Those are things that pushed me into rethinking the path that I was taking on at that moment. And uh, here I am. I made enough time. My youngest baby is 15 years old. Mm. Now before you know, I can be anywhere where you choose to be. Yes. And I know that you're going to neglect your work, but I'll choose to do this here and uh, be able to catch up and work probably into the night. couple about five six hours to ensure that I catch up on my professional work side that I am working on so I thought there won't always be time to raise my kids Mm -hmm. but there will always time for me to 
catch up if they if mm. something dropped in between them. So, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you stay product? How do you stay productive and motivated? Because you know, um, when you look up these things on um, on the internet or when you try to read books about productivity and motivation, most of them talk as if this person has never had children in their lives you know they say wake up by 5 a.m you know go jogging by this time you know that the perfect morning routine and and all of this and this is how you stay productive but most of that does not apply once you become a mother so how do you stay uh, productive how do you stay engaged how do you stay focused because I think you're one of the most focused people I know. So how do you how do you do it or how can you inspire me to also be, you know, that motivated and engaged? Um there is a book I read along the way. Uh, it's called Lenin. It mm. is uh, a book by the Cheryl CEO of, of uh, Facebook. Like yes. You should read that book. I would recommend every professional mother mm. to read that book. And um, in there, she brings out issues to do with the, uh, the workspace for a working mother, things to do with uh, balancing all these other things and remaining at the top of, of your game and remaining at the top of the company and what you're doing and a number of other things. And that's a book to read. I have a copy. I, I don't usually pass on my copies to people. I would recommend you buy the book. Mm -hmm. But for you, Nabifa, I would just <laughs> get it to you. I've read it over and over again. You know these books that you read? Yes. Not for just, but you actually do. Keep reading them mm. and uh, use them as reference. Uh, that's one. I tap into women who have led the way, mm. who are mothers. They've worked at being mothers and being professional and being leaders, not just professional, mm. but leading at their workplaces. And that's where Lean In, uh, mm. the book comes in there. Uh, we need to keep leading in the boardroom space, regardless of being a mother, as we need to lead. And even in quality of work and how we we actually even work with other people. So for me, it is that watching and reading and learning from the other women who have led the way, or oh, who are in the same uh, time frame as you're working. But also it has a lot to do with you. It had a lot to do with me. I had to choose. I had to choose and say, I, I tried to be as positive as possible, regardless of circumstances around me. I should say I'm a very positive person. Sometimes people look at some of us and think we don't have challenges. We don't go through certain things. But simply because you see positivity in the situation that you're in or you're going through. So for me, to keep positive, to keep energetic, to keep going, to keep pursuing what I want to do has basically been with my attitude. I've had to work at my attitude and ensure that uh, I keep positive. I keep seeing uh, the best out of everything. Because even in the dark path, in the dark path, there have been challenges. Motherhood is not always is not all rosy. People say that uh, um, marriage is not full, is not a bed of roses. Even motherhood is not a bed of roses. 
it it comes with a price it comes with some sacrifices yeah. it comes with some things some balls you have to drop mm. because we are like hey, yeah, you 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 have a ball of entrepreneurship you have a ball of career you have a, a ball of motherhood and other things uh, that are going on but some of them we've had either to drop them and all that comes in there but you have to keep positive you have to keep seeing the good things that are coming out of this like for me i get to see the positive things that are coming out of my flexi time mm-hmm. being able to i saw some of my friends as we dropping kids at school and saying i have to dash back to the office to sign in the book then drive back here for a school activity because children would have to present at what we call a school mm-hmm. assembly mm-hmm. and you see somebody having first dash back and have to sign mm-hmm. a dash back you know those things and yeah. uh, those are things you appreciate and you say for me with my flexi time I'll get in there go straight by the time my baby is hitting the stage I'll be there mm-hmm. I'll be there do you know I don't know whether it has happened to you as growing up as a child but uh, Do you know that time when there is a school concert you're performing and you look into the audience and you don't see your mom? No, I've been, I've been there that. coming from a working mother. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's even the being left at the gate, mm-hmm. you know, not by my mother, but someone entrusted by her to pick me up. And you're looking at that time. It's This is before cell phones and it's coming to midnight and this Askari is telling you the most boring thing but you have to pretend to be engaged because he's your protector in a way. So I can I can relate to, to all of that and you just have to find a way to forgive your mom once you become a mother, you know, and you realize uh, she probably felt a hundred times yeah, worse of course than... Do. We do. Than I, than I felt in that situation. Uh, one thing I would like to talk to you about is maintaining your individuality once you become a mother. I've seen so many mothers go down that path where they become, the, the only thing they see is their children, you know? It's like I wake up for my child, I sleep for my child, I do this for my child, I go to, you know, this for my child. They neglect the marriage maybe, they neglect themselves, you know, which which can be even a turn-off. For the partner, you stop getting your hair done, you stop getting your nails done because everything, my whole life, is about my child. But I was an individual before the child came mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. picture. So mm-hmm. how do you maintain your... Because you are, you are an individual, I can say that. You're separate, like you're Harriet the mom, Harriet the independent consultant, Harriet the leader. Uh, how, how do you do that? Uh, before I answer that, as you making remarks about uh, being forgotten, I remembered something I had <laughs> that happened. I, rem- I remember getting, you know how you get back up? Uh, yes. Pick up your babies. I got back up. And the purpose is actually very faithful. Mm-hmm. And we help each other. We help each other. And uh, this particular time, she got caught up at the workplace too. Mm-hmm. That day she was the one I had called her earlier and agreed she's supposed to, she's, she was going to fill in. And then she's caught up, so she calls her husband to pick her own child and my child. And because we were actually living next to each other. And then the husband says he'll make the time, but something comes up and he can't. Mm-hmm. So he calls his driver. 
and uh, the driver gets to school, by the time the message got to the driver, the driver was picking one child, not two. So the driver picked only mm, the other child and forgot mm. mine. So me, I know I'm covered. The day when I'm covered, so I work late that day. I leave. I'm driving back home just before five minutes to getting home. I get a call from the friend, mm. my backup, mm. and uh, it's like, Harriet, are you with Rina? I said, yeah. she was Risa. She says, are you with Risa? I said, no. I'm not. I'm actually about to get home. She says, it looks like they've forgotten her at school. Eh? So, and she's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm five minutes away from home. And uh, she's what like, what time was like this? Knife. It's, it's coming to about 8 p.m. Coming to 8 mm. p.m. And uh, she tells me what has happened. She said, but good enough, I'm just coming out of class. Because she would go to class after school and said, I am at Africana roundabout. So she turns and goes back to Green Hill to pick my baby. She finds, of course, the zoo is, the school is had to, to factor that in. They knew they had such, such incidents coming up. And uh, yeah, just to step back and let you know that some of the things that really had to make me, those are the things. Anyway, to back to this one, the individuality. I totally believe that if you don't take, if I don't take care of Harriet, if I don't take care of me, I'll not be able to take care of Nabifo. I'll not be able to take care of other people around me and myself because we can only give what is we have. We can only take out what is inside us. I cannot be so unhappy because I'm not making time for myself and think I'm going to give happiness to my children. I'm going to give happiness to the people around me or to the people I work with. So it's like deliberately, making a deliberate effort of saying, amidst all these busy schedules, amidst all these other demands, there is a Harriet. There was a Harriet before she got married, there was a Harriet before she became a mother, and there's going to be a Harriet after the children have grown and left home. They're not always going to be. <laughs> That's another thing we forget as mothers. Yes. We sail out and it's as if these children are going to be in our lives for a hundred years. No way. And that's why I, I said earlier on that it will, I need to hear for a short while and I will mm. catch up with so many other things. Eh? So at the end of the day, there is you. There is you that needs to, to be able to support them effectively. There is a you after them. I do not want my children to come back to check on me when they've gone up and left home. And I do not even know how to find my bearing. Because that will break them. Mm. Whereas I've spent all the time for them, I've not mm. been able in between there to find my bearing, to find how I get things done for me. So that even after they have left home, grown up and left home, I am able to have focus. I'm able to be able to live a life. I'm able to be able to be impactful and not, I think it would break their hearts if they come and all I, I can't even mm. find my own space. So some of the, those are the things that 
which means to say, no, I have to find my own space, my own space. In the meantime, and that is, as mothers, we always, we don't think that we need the meantime. Yeah. We need it. A lot we need of the it. times that yes. I've seen mothers taking me time is to have a 10-minute shower as opposed to a two-minute shower, and that is what they consider their me time, or going to the salon to get their hair done. That's what they consider to be their me time, and 100% of the other time they are spending it with with the, the child. I know it's hard. I know it's very, very hard, but uh, I think it's important to create a little time it is. Um, it is actually very important. I'll give you. I, I've read for you. I've not read. I have discussed with you the kind of a bit mm, of the schedules mm. uh, as a mother, as a professional. But in between there, you'll be surprised. You you think that I never hanged. I did. I did. Even while we were still before even I took on the flexi time, we had a girls with my girls. We had a girls evening out, a Friday out, at least once every holiday when the kids are on holiday. Mm-hmm. Or during the time, at least, we, we had to pick specific periods and say, this time around, we get one of us, if we are four of us, and say one of us is taking care of all the kids, the three of us have to go and laugh. And be us. Eh? Mm-hmm. Be, eh? Been mm. before, be and remember yet. back in the day when you used to be the hot number. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Just go, even if it means just sit somewhere and have a cup of tea and talk, and talk and talk about share your challenges, mm. feed each other uh, into growth, into appreciation. Okay, I'm not alone in this, so so-and-so is going through, and how they overcome it, that kind of thing. Or even just time to go back and sit and laugh. There are times just mm-hmm. we check in with my friends, so this Friday, let's go somewhere and just sit and laugh and just mm-hmm. and just relax, make jokes and all that. So that is important, very that's, important. That's, that's absolutely great. I have like a million other questions, however... Time is not on our side, so I would like to ask you, what lasting thing would you want to leave with us, if anything? What are your last thoughts, remarks uh, to all the mothers out there and the would-be mothers who are listening or watching us? Uh, My last thoughts would be do what you're doing in the very best way possible that you can. But while in there, do not forget yourself. There is a you in all that that is around you. And you need to treasure that you because without that you, you'll be ineffective in all the other areas that you're actually uh, putting, uh, that you're actually working on. So I would advise that let's do our best. Let's do our best. And while we are there, let's know that we can fail. Let's not beat ourselves for not being perfect. Mm-hmm. Motherhood has never been a perfect. Mom guilt. We weren't, we weren't uh, trained before we became mothers. Mm-hmm. We are learning on the job. And not learning on the job because you're dealing with 
the most delicate human beings. You you cannot afford to say I'm going to learn for three months and then apply the next three months. You're learning and applying at the same time. So at the end of the day, let's not uh, beat ourselves up for not having been the perfect mothers. Let's be the best that we can be. That's what I would just uh, share with all the mothers out there. Be the best that you can be and accept that you cannot always be right. And also appreciate that you need to make time for yourself along the path. And forgive yourself. Exactly, where, <laughs> where things haven't been right. Forgive yourself sure, where sure. things haven't been right. I sure. mean, I, I think we, we shall definitely have a part two because I would like to know how you dealt with, you know, after picking up your baby at uh, 8 p.m., how you dealt with that guilt and... <laughs> You know, and how you got over that, but that will have to be a conversation for another day. So I would like to urge uh, the the mothers out there to tune in. We are definitely going to have Harriet back for a different a different conversation next time. And uh, with that being said, to all the mothers out there, just remember, you're a great mom. Thank you. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.